The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. Wilbur Curtis gives you some of the best batch brewers around. They're so consistent. They're insane. You can program them. Your coffee's going to taste better than it ever has. And if you don't want to deal with that, guess what? It comes pre-programmed, so don't even worry about it. Also, this family-owned company has gone full solar, full green, full awesome. You know what that means? That means the sun comes down. They get the power. The power powers the plant where they create the brewers, and those brewers come out to us ready to go. Have you ever heard of a seraphim? Not just an angel, folks. No, folks. That is a tasty, tasty brewer for by-the-cup coffee. Even the coffee nerds can get a nice little shower head, program that thing. You heard of the clover? This is the new new. Seraphim, angel, ring down, happy coffee. Everything is coming together for you. If you hit up Wilbur Curtis and my friend Brent Curtis, who I've seen, who has kids, have seen. Of course, I've seen him. He's a great guy. He helps us out all the time takes his kids to Disneyland we have the best time as well this family-owned company treats people right they do a great job they're becoming the premier place to get your coffee equipment for batch brewing do it to it and if you need a water boiler guess what they have that too okay bye-bye now you're gonna be on the internet when you look at your Instagram you're on the internet again okay uh, Chris, you should just enter us in, and then we're just going to talk to you about a lot of stuff, and you're going to feel weird, and then you're going to feel awesome, and it's going to be perfect. All right, I feel very nervous. Oh, man, you should be. This is going to be the worst experience of your life. <laughs> and we're mean, too, so you can tell. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. It's Chris. It's Jer. As per usual, we're on a magical Skype call with... Taylor Gresham, who is the head roaster over at Evocation Coffee. And also, you just placed third in the U.S. Roaster Championships. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Woo! How did that feel? It's uh, very exciting. I was really surprised, honestly, because I've never done it before. Well, so tell me and tell the world. Um, Wait. Yeah. Can I, can I tell a story before we talk about roasting? Oh, yeah. Tell them. Um, so you, Taylor, are kind of responsible for one of the first podcast guests that we ever had. Mm-hmm. Right? So we were hanging out, doing what we do, checking emails and things. And this email came through, and it was from you. And you wanted to get your boss a gift and basically set him up. And have him be on our podcast. And that was Roman Leal. And he came down and we had a great time. And he's like an awesome dude. And he owns the company that you work for, right? Yes. Tell me, like, just in, I want to know what made you want to do that for someone. Because that's kind of a really cool gift to give someone. Mm -hmm. So what's up with Roman? Like, why why did you want to give him this, like, awesome, like, set him up, hook him up? So, okay. So first of all, you can't get me talking about Roman because... I respect him so much. Like he's crazy. He like, I met him because I was working at a coffee shop and, uh, evocation was our primary at that cafe. And, uh, I took an interest in roasting and immediately he was like, like, well, what do you want to know? I can, you know, I can help you find out anything you want to know. And then he like allowed me to come into the roastery and literally just sit here and like watch their roaster roast constantly. And like I was here every morning before them, actually, like it was so annoying. And he was 
just super cool. And then he kind of was like, well, I see a lot of potential in you. So he started investing a lot into me. And despite my young age and like, like none of the qualifications I had, he like, he just gave me pretty much my dream job, like without even questioning really and it was just super chill and uh I respect him a lot because he is the reason I am where I am and I was like what better gift than to get him on cat and cloud it's such a good podcast he loves it so much um and then you guys said yes so then I could never top at that gift ever again (laughs) (laughs) you're all send him again he's all yeah did that already yeah Yeah, done done with that i'm thinking hawaii next time tay yeah i'm always like i know they want to go to japan really bad but i'm like yeah right <laughs> I, mm, wish. I want i want to go to japan too so if you end up sending a couple people to japan i'd like to be on the short list for japan you got it yeah thank you oh. so that was the first time you've ever roasted coffee and yeah. what's your coffee history prior to that were you a barista or a coffee enthusiast how did you end up in this world of specialty coffee So, uh, right out of college, like, well, okay, so I was in college, a freshman in college, and when I graduated high school, I was really young, and so I kind of was on the track, I wanted to be like a doctor or something, and then quickly realized that that wasn't what I wanted, because you, like, have to watch people die, and that's really Yeah, that's not chill. Yeah, it's not, it, like, was really bad, and so I, um... I jumped into college and I went to art school, which, uh, because I liked art and it was interesting, but, uh, I needed a job and I didn't want to work in fast food. And I have like had a lot of experience cause I worked at, uh, your local American Eagle for three years. So yeah, you like, did dude. So many smells. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I, uh, applied to work at a coffee shop as a barista that another cafe that's in this town. And, uh, I got a job and I was a barista there for about a year and a half. I had a really good trainer. His name is Andrew McCaslin. Uh, he works at Caldi's now. Um, but he kind of showed me that uh, there's a lot more to coffee than what you see as a consumer coming into a cafe. And uh, I'm a very science minded person. So when he started talking to me about like this chemistry that happens in coffee brewing and also roasting and all the science behind that it like really piqued my interest so I started studying about it ultimately I dropped out of school to like pursue it because I think it's so freaking interesting so so how long have you worked at evocation now um so I worked uh I was a barista for about a year and a half and then I worked I've worked for evocation as a roaster now for two years so. Okay, so you've been in coffee for a little bit. You're not a newbie. Yeah. You you find yourself falling more and more in love with coffee the more you get to know about it. Oh my gosh, it's like it's like coffee is the craziest plant that exists in the world, like the coffee tree. <laughs> and like the more I study about it, is it's like the more I'm mind blown by everything coffee has to offer. It's it's really wild. <laughs> Has your company grown at the time? You know, I think there was what five of you when Roman came out to visit us, and that was about two years ago, or yeah. maybe less. I don't know. Time is flying right now. Probably, probably. less. Yeah, probably no, a little bit less. 
Maybe, yeah, maybe like a year and a half or something. Yeah. So what's it like over there now? It looks like you're working on a, maybe a new roastery or a new cafe. Yeah. Well, so we um, about a year ago we actually opened our first cafe. Um, we what we had before was just a very. It was like kind of like a tasting room. Um, it's it's where we're roasting out of still now. Um, but we just had a little bar set up that we served espresso and black coffee uh, to anybody who wanted it. Um, but mainly our the business was primarily wholesale at that point. And then, yeah, about a year ago, we just opened up a, a new storefront uh, that's across town, which is really beautiful. And I love that cafe so much. Do you ever make coffee there? Yeah, I actually work on bar still. Nice. So you get to experience your your coffee from, you know, roast to cup. Yeah, yeah. Did you put your little trophy plaque thing in the store and be like, hey, just so you guys know. Yeah, I like tried to tuck it away at the top of a shelf because I like hate being the center of attention. And Roman like pulled it down and put it front and center. <laughs> you can't be yeah. a winner. <laughs> you got to own it. That's that's awesome. That's pretty rad. He's so proud. You, you should be proud of yourself. That's kind of like that's like it's kind of a big deal. You know, I feel like it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Uh, it yeah, is a big deal. You should totally be proud of yourself. There are a lot of ladies looking up to you right now, and that's an awesome thing. Yeah, I do. I feel very proud. I um, I definitely went into the competition uh, nervous as hell, but I uh, I feel like, I don't know, I am very proud, and I'm very happy that Roman is proud. It's like my number one goal in life. He's got to make Papa proud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a goof. After all, how does the format work for the for the roasting competition for those who might not be familiar? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because they changed it this year from the previous years. Um, but they, you competed in the regional qualifier this year, and they sent everyone a compulsory coffee, um, and they sent us sixty five pounds of it, which was really generous because normally they only send you twenty. Um, and it was a Kenya from Genuine Origin Project um, is what they sent us for compulsory for the regional qualifier. And that coffee was, uh, it, it doesn't matter right now. Anyways, uh, if you get- You it, loved it. Yeah. It, it was interesting to work with because um, I, it was, I couldn't make it taste like I wanted it to, even though I tried really hard. So that's okay, though. Because I ultimately ended up taking third in the regional qualifier, and you get if you top if you're top six, you get to move to the national competition. And then for the national one, they send you a compulsory coffee, but they only sent us 20 pounds this time of the Colombia Aponte. It was like the most dense coffee I've ever seen in my life, grown really high. Um, and then also you get to bring your own coffee that you choose. And then and what? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask what your batch size is on your roaster. How many batches did you get out of that 20 pounds of green? Well, luckily, we're roasting on a 7-kilo Dietrich. Um, and so it, I can really, I was doing 2.5 pounds at a time. Uh, I got a pretty good amount of, of coffee, like seven batches out of it. So. Nice. Yeah. That's helpful for sure. And what yeah. coffee did you bring for the competition? Um, so I actually brought a Kenya <laughs> because I, uh, it's a coffee that 
is on our production line. Like it's a coffee. We it has been on our bar for the last six months or so. Um, and I was just extremely confident with the flavor calls and, uh, part of the competition is giving a five minute presentation and they judge you based off of your green bean knowledge and your roasting coffee theory. And then also your flavor call accuracy is weighted really heavily. So it took a Kenya that had really heavy like flavor calls. I was very confident. Mm, Excuse me. So that is a trip. So wait, um, when you're giving your presentation, are you brewing it at all or is it already brewed and you're just, you know, talking to these people, the judges? Yeah. Yeah. So what they do, um, is we turn our, we submit two pounds of the, each coffee and they brewed them and then they blind cupped them. Uh, and then they give you a score like blind. Right. And then, uh, they brew your coffee for you and you give a presentation to them and then this, the audience can come up and taste your coffee. Oh, that's cool. So the audience can roll up. Anybody from the audience can just come cup your coffee live on stage. Yeah. Well, after the presentation, but yeah. Nice. And then during the presentation, are you also tasting your coffee and saying, this is what I'm tasting? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of neat. So they're, it's like multifaceted in that they're also testing your palate live and they're yeah. calibrating along with you based on what you're talking about, which is, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, um, super difficult. Cause, uh, like, well, it wasn't difficult. It was just very intimidating because that like they take the flavor call score, the accuracy and they multiply it by two. So it's like the most heavily weighted part of, of your presentation. And like, I'm going against Mark, who's the freaking Q grader. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, that's cool. <laughs> That's cool, dude. That's cool. Are you cool, dude? Uh, cool, bro? Like how? What goes through your mind? Like, what's your thought process when you're setting up for this? So, you enter into the competition, and then you know, sixty plus pounds of green shows up at your roastery. What's your attack plan? Do you? What experiences do you draw on? How do you approach like the first few batches that you're gonna roast? Um. So I actually, this was like part of my presentation. So I'm glad that you asked, like, I'm prepared. Um, uh-huh. uh, I have an approach for any green coffee that I've never profiled or even worked with before. And it's just kind of taking into account the coffee, like where it was grown and how high it was grown and the processing method and stuff like that. And based off of those things, I can usually attack, like approach the coffee in a way that I think it will make it taste good. And then based off that one profile, I can cup it and see where I need to go from there. And that's kind of what I did. So do you do a little bit of combining, um, like the things that you talked about? And would you also reach back for a reference and say like, pull out a profile for a similar coffee and maybe run that in the background just as like, I don't know, something to look at to get your bearings or do you do it just fully blind? Well, so, um, we do, I have like a, like a base profile that I try to hit um, that I know are parameters that usually taste good, right? If that makes sense. Yeah. So that's just like what I have my sample profile set to are those parameters, usually like 12, like 10 to 12 minutes, like finish temp for 410 with like a development between 16 to 20, something like that. So like I, I'll keep, but if the coffee, like we got this, the Columbia in for the national competition and it, 
was grown at 2150, which is like crazy high. And it had a density of 0.72 grams per cubic milliliter. So it's like the densest coffee I've ever met, like seen or worked with ever in my life. Who gave you that number? Uh, well, actually, uh, we can. I measured the density uh, here. Roman did actually, not me. I can't take credit for that. But they also give it to us. Ally gave it to us on a piece of paper. Wow. So, what do you guys do? How do you measure density for people out there who are listening? They're like, okay, wait. You can measure the density of green coffee. Yeah. So there's this little tool. Let me grab it really fast. Okay. It's just like a like a graduated cylinder. Yeah. And you just um, drop, I think we dropped like five beans in there and then filled it up. Mm, use displacement. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Roman did that. So I, I don't really know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. I love it. That's sick. That's yeah, like the so. most accurate way to measure your uh, body fat percentage. And you do like a displacement tank. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> Like that. So uh, I take one of my favorite things um, about roasting is, is, well, it's the reason that I think roasting is so interesting is that you essentially, like, in a perfect world, you have 100% control over what you want the coffee to taste like. If you can understand and manipulate, like, the chemical reactions that are occurring during the roast. And so... That's what I try to study about, and that's what I try to like implement in a coffee that I've never worked with before. So knowing that a coffee has grown really high, it has more sugar because like the plant development slows down, and like there's all the stuff that happens that makes the plant store more sugar inside the cherry. And so I know I can spend more time in development without dry distillates, stuff like that. It's like the craziest, most interesting stuff. Yeah, that's tight. You found your passion for sure. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I get so nerdy about it on the link. No, people like it. Do you think, describe, so if you could pick a, like flavors, you know, breaking down a cup of coffee, one that you like your favorite cup, mm -hmm. what's it like? What are, you, what are you trying to roast for if you had, you know, your way in every coffee? Um, well, I think that there are some coffees that are made... Um, to be like wild, extravagant flavor profiles. And then I think there are some coffees that are made to be really approachable. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there are, like if I'm given a Colombian that is a honey process, like I know that that coffee is going to be extremely approachable because it's like sweet and then also has flavor notes like citrus and chocolate and stuff like that. That's something that, that's, those are the kind of flavors I would be looking for um, in a honey processed Colombian. But like if I'm given an African coffee, like say we have this Congo on right now in our bar and it's, it's hard for me to sell it to somebody who doesn't usually drink like wild coffee because it's, it's not as crazy as a Kenya, like in terms of acidity and tartness, but it's, it's got like this crazy spiciness, which is really weird. It's like kind of like like cardamom. I don't know. That's very distinct. But it's with that coffee, it's like I, I'm not trying to roast for approachability or really like 
like I'm trying to just highlight what I think that coffee has to offer. Yeah. And so, and then it's like, if a person comes to me on bar and is like, what's the difference between these two coffees? I can say, well, these are the differences. If you're looking for something that you're going to drink the entire cup and not feel bad afterwards, like drink this Brazil pea berry because it's really sweet and chocolatey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then, for sure. For sure. Like, if you want to cut the dragon loose, maybe you go over here and just get yeah. wild in the streets, and it's going to be nuts, and you have to deal with it. Yes. And I so, like we that. Try to, yeah, we try to keep a couple options on bar so that nobody's being forced to drink like a very acidic cup of Kenya if they're not into that. Yeah, you're smart. So, <laughs> you are. A lot of people are like, screw everyone, dude. They're going to drink only the acidic cup of Kenya. And if they don't <laughs> like it, they can get out. Do you remember the flavor notes and how you described your coffee on that finals day? Is it in your mind forever? Oh, the thing is, so it's so bad. Those two presentations, I can't remember them. Nice. That's epic. Yeah. That means you're <laughs> I like in zone. Remember, yeah, I remember because the thing is, about Seattle is it was like kind of unfortunate because I I put a lot of pressure on myself. Nobody put pressure on me. <laughs> I just did it to myself and it made me sick. <laughs> yeah. I can I can relate to that. Yeah. It's really intense because you get into this thing and you're really proud of what you do. At least that's how it works for me. And nobody's going to think less or more of you no matter how you do. But you just want to show everybody like this is my thing and this is like – you make up the story that like your whole life rides on this thing that you're doing. And yeah. it's just very, very, very stressful. And then everybody you come home feeling kind of beat up. Yeah. And you're like, everybody thinks I'm an idiot because I didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like the thing is that I was so nervous because I was really hoping another girl would get into the national level because I was like, I don't know. I, um, I was really worried that if I did badly, it would be like, like just devastating for women and coffee everywhere. And I was just like, that pressure killed me, but I did it to myself. Nobody did it to me. So, well, you did awesome. So <laughs> wait, did you roast other coffees for the show? Did you have a barista competitor in the mix? No, we um, we competed in Brewers Cup at the regional qualifiers, but we actually didn't make it just because it was a little like I don't know. We we were working with a coffee that wasn't fully profiled, and we just didn't have it for a long enough of time for me to like get it honed in. So I just don't think that coffee reached its full potential, and I that was certainly my bad. So. But we will compete again next year and hopefully have some people in barista. But. Do you think you'll do the roasting thing again as well? Yeah. It's, I mean, so think, they tell me they might change the format a little. Um, and the thing about the way it's set up right now that's really good for me is that I get to roast in the comfort of my own like space and then bring the coffee with me. Right. But they change it to where I have to get there and roast green coffee on a roaster that I've never worked on before. It will See definitely it. be different for me. Ooh, that sounds so fun to me. Me too. Because oh. yeah. then you're kind of like, fuck it. it. You're like yeah, out there. You're like, we out here, dude. I got this five kilo whatever, and I'm just going to shred on it. Yeah. Ooh. If they re- are they going to do that for sure? 
No, no, I don't know for sure. I they say they mentioned that they might do it, um, but I yeah, I have no idea. I feel like I've seen them do that in Japan or something like that. Yeah, that's how the China one is set up for sure. It's so sick. I really like it a lot. That would make me very interested in doing something like that. Me too. It'd be fun. Do it, everybody. Do it. <laughs> no, just... I'm I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Why? You'd be great. Well, It'd be awesome. You don't think it I I just I mean, I've just never the my biggest issue is I've never worked on anything but a Dietrich and so I don't know how direct flame roasters roast. Oh, <laughs> that is different. Cool. And you so, can come, yeah. come practice on ours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just come out and have yourself a little internship for a week. Bring your whole squad. Oh, well, I, it's just me, actually. Then be like, hey, Roman, time to return the favor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> going back to Cali, bro. <laughs> Got to roast some coffee. You could make, yeah. you could make yeah. coffee with my squad and roast coffee with Chris and the squad there. It'd be fun. Yeah, I've actually never even been to California. Um, so I've, I'm really hoping to get out there soon. I mean, all these palm trees suck. Yeah, yeah, the weather's horrible. The ocean's yeah. not chill either. People are ugly and mean. <laughs> oh, it's man. bad. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if I feel like if something like that was going down and you're like, okay, I'm going to compete in this thing, I'd probably immediately start calling people. Like I would call Ryan at Vertigo and I'd call Julia and Todd at the French Press and be like, Hey, can I do like a day on your roaster and let's try to roast on as many direct flame roasters as possible and then stress myself out again and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one thing about living where we live is, is it's really hard because there's no other people roasting here. Like Evocation's the only specialty coffee roastery. Like we have another roastery, but they are also roasting on a Dietrich. And so it kind of is purposeless. But also, like, the closest specialty cafe that's roasting for themselves to us is in Dallas, which is, like, six and a half hours away. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah. And so, but but luckily, I, at Expo, I made a lot of really good connections and stuff. And so um, I actually met a couple of people out in California that are, wanting like, interested in having me come out and work on their machines just so I can kind of like fill them out, which is really cool. Well, that's awesome. That's a cool yeah. thing. Definitely do it. Yeah, I will. I, I'm very intrigued in about different roasters. Um, I read a lot about other roasters, but reading is so different than actually applying. <laughs> Did you meet anyone who roasts on a Loring? Yes, actually, which, okay, so I took that Scott Rao roasting class. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, cool. Was yeah, it awesome? It, Sorry, I just asked you no, two questions at once. No, no, it's okay because it, yeah, it was it was really great. Um, I there was it, the class was so full. I was really surprised by how many people were there. Um, and so you know, did you guys have, did you guys go to um, Anchorhead Coffee? No, we did not. It was like two blocks away from the expo, like from the. Washington State Convention Center. Crazy. Um, and, yeah, and their coffee was phenomenal. It was so good. And then that, so in the roasting class, I had already been to that cafe like two times before the roasting class because I just loved the coffee so much. 
And then in, in the class, there was like this guy, he had a pullover that had that logo on it. And he started talking about how he's roasting on a Loring. And I was like, I have to talk to this guy because his coffee is so good. Roasted on a Loring. It's blowing my mind. <laughs> so. I got to go there next time. I've never even heard of that place. Oh, Way to shout him out. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely deserve it. They're doing cool stuff. That is a trip. I feel like Scott maybe wrote a, wrote a blog post about that company. Did he? I think so. I could be making this up. But apparently the coffee is phenomenal. Same story. It sucks. We were looking for coffee right by the expo, too. I know. We went somewhere like, else. How did we not get into that game? How was nobody talking about that? I don't know. Nobody mentioned it to us. Dang it. Shame on you, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had uh they had this really good pistachio matcha which was like jared the- loves matcha don't cool. even start i hate matcha only because i hate preparing it not because i hate drinking it he likes whisking it up very briskly yeah clutch the chalston dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was a full-blown sidebar pistachio <laughs> pistachio matcha go I want to try. I want to try the Loring thing. I talked to Ben Kaminsky about it, and he was feeling really good about it after he spent a little bit of time on one. They have one over at Coro here, which is like a shared roasting space in Berkeley, which I've never really played with. But we should just go rent a day, you know? Yeah, guys, let's do it. <laughs> I was just thinking about all the hot air jokes I could make about Ben Kaminsky, but then people think I was actually making fun of him. Like, oh, he likes it because he likes hot air. He likes to blow hot air. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Which means he makes stuff up, but he doesn't. He's just a really good friend of mine, and I was just thinking about good jokes about hot air. Like, who, blow, who blows the hottest air at Evocation, huh? Is it Roman? <laughs> yeah, it is. We're just going to make fun of it's everybody. It's a bag full of hot air. That's a lot. Oh, my it's God. Just hot, steamy air. That's it. Couldn't help myself. It's been a long day. Did you go straight back to work, Taylor? Or did you get to take a day off when you got home? No, I uh, I I jumped on bar. Actually, I were I opened the next day when we got home. Yeah, we we didn't take a day either. And that today's like the end of the week, and I'm fully dead. Chris, yeah. how are you feeling? I feel pretty great. I have not been sleeping like I should, but it's just post expo. Like, I don't know if you feel this way, Taylor, but every time I get home, I have three days of just like confusion because. For four days straight, I feel like I have like hundreds of friends. There's people everywhere. Like no matter where you go, you're running into people and you're making new friends. And there's just like this huge energy. And it's almost overwhelming when you're there sometimes. But when I get home, I feel like very alone for a day or two. Oh, I totally get that. But it's like the thing is, too, that was really that was so hard is because we like we were in Seattle for like a week because um, the two people that we, the other two people we took, so Casey, our trainer and uh, manager, and then we took a barista, Rachel, um, they both volunteered at the Rico symposium. So we were there three days before expo started. And yeah, like, that's a long haul. Yeah. And so we came back, we like had a full day of travel and then we had driven up to Denver to fly out of Denver's airport. So when we flew back, we had to drive home. And then I opened the next day and then I had a production day yesterday that was like, or no, on Wednesday. 
And it was like 12 hours long. <laughs> and I was just alone at the roastery, just like yeah. thinking it's about me. Oh yeah, like man, those were the days. Those were the days. Those were the days. I was just the third best roaster in the whole country. <laughs> and then now I'm now I'm alone. Yeah, just chilling alone. Yeah, it's Doing about to thing. get hot too <laughs> over yeah, there. It's hot, yeah. So it's like ninety well, degrees. Yeah. And and then the weather in Amarillo is all messed up because it's like I was expecting to come home and it would be really hot. And then we come home and it's like hot for one day and then it's like supposed to snow this weekend. What? Yeah, that's the weather though in Amarillo. It's like wild, wild. Are you like by the mountains then? I don't know geography of oh. Texas well. No, we're, I mean, we're pretty close to the mountains, like the very end of the Rockies, mm. but pretty far, like, I mean, like five hours away. Okay. So, that's like, that's North Texas, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, like right in the middle in the of the point. Yeah. Panhandle. Right in the panhandle. Yeah. Right there in the panhandle there. You yep. don't have an accent from Texas. Yeah. Not a lot of people do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Go, I get that a lot, though. Like, well, I guess South Texas, they might have accents, but I don't ever go to South Texas. No draws for Gresham. Yeah. That's your band title. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> what do you do with yourself when you're not at evocation evocation resting coffee or being the third best in the united states of america <laughs> um well i play D D with yeah demi gorgon yeah no <laughs> the dungeons and dragons for everybody who's not aware um and then i also like to box i guess like punch box. people in the face and or neck and body uh yeah I've never like actually boxed another person, but I certainly enjoy the training aspect of it. That is badass. <laughs> is it all heavy bag? Or are you getting the speed bag too? I want to hear more about this. Um, well, so I work out at a at bike club, and they just do circuit training. So you get like uh, some time on a bag, and then you get time with a trainer, like one on one throwing mitts, and then you okay. do cardio and abs. Wow. I liked you a lot, but I like you even more now. I I can't throw a punch to save my life. Like if someone tried to fight me, I would just be just super fucked. There's no <laughs> chance for me. I like I love the idea of it though. You know what I mean? Like I want to do some bag work, but I never yeah. do. I'm just failing. Um, I definitely would like to think that if somebody tried to beat me up, like I would just be such a badass and like beat them up first. But in all honesty, I I probably get really scared and like, cry. Nah, no, you'd probably punch him in the face. I think your adrenaline would kick in and you just punch him right in the freaking grill, dude. Just, <laughs> just lay it out. Yeah. That's sick. Oh. We should make shirts for you with you just ready to box. It'd be so sick. Why don't you make oh, yeah. yourself some, dude? Third third best in the US. Best boxer. Can we should we just stop this podcast early so I can watch the Rocky Four training montage and just get <laughs> super amped? <laughs> obviously go, go fight a russian guy or something or you can watch like fast seven where they have, have that fight what's her face and that's more like ufc but still it's sick oh two gals. letty yeah 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 you know what i'm saying taylor down the stairs. yeah <laughs> yeah for sure for sure dude that's my life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and i'm not, not roasting bean i'm just throwing bows exactly that is a, those are awesome. That's why I like to talk to people though. Cause they always have a thing that's different. It's like, okay, 
you're the first person to both play D&D and box on this podcast so far and you roast coffee. What else do you do? Um, well, I paint, as you guys saw, the little painting. Uh, yeah, you do. You're going to do some art for Cat and Cloud one day. We need some shirts and hats and and things. But I am your person. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm your person. The thing that always made me a bad artist is that I never felt super good about selling my art because it doesn't take a lot of effort on my end. And so I'm not going to be like, yeah, this is $400 for this painting that took me five minutes. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, genius costs for... money, dude. Yeah. You, you're a genius, maybe. But I do <laughs> understand that it does feel weird. You're like, yeah, dude, uh, I just do this. Kind of just like doing it. So I'm not going to charge you that much for it. Right. Well, it was a nice watercolor. I just put it on the internet. <laughs> if y'all didn't see, it's on my Insta face. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good watercolor. Thanks. It, Although. I noticed this, and this is not a, a critique or anything, but this is just things that I've noticed because I draw the cat all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when the cat doesn't have whiskers, he looks like a bat. Oh, okay. So I totally just copied it off of the little tiny, like, iTunes, like the podcast logo. Oh, yeah. Again, because... I'm, not, I'm not hating it at all. No, no, no. I just, uh, I wondered if it should have had whiskers. And then I was like, I'm just not gonna put them. <laughs> I don't know. It's your cat, dude, not ours. Yeah, it's all open for artistic no, interpretation. I'm but I realize to you. If I you draw want... things on the invoices, so I'm like, oh, I drew a bat instead of a cat. <laughs> Fucked. Uh, I'll send it to you, and then if you want to put whiskers, you can, and that way I won't be the one who messed it up if it gets messed up. And then no. we can say it's a collaboration piece. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely correct, though. In like the the OG rendition of our logo, the cat does not have whiskers. Okay, good. I'm glad so that I was just like not it's not a mistake. It's yeah, it's true. Which I, <laughs> I never really noticed that until I started drawing other cats. But most of the cats don't look like the OG cat. Julia did such a cool job with the OG cat. Yeah, that is such a killer logo. It's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know what I like best about your watercolor, which for those of her listening, can't see it, so it won't mean anything to you. But maybe we'll put a link down there. Um, is the cloud is really hard to draw and make interesting because of the lines that crosshatch with them. Mm-hmm. But you did a good job with those. I like that. Like Color real life, it's hard to make Jared interesting. <laughs> 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 but I do my best. <laughs> You did a good job. Your friend's cool, too. <laughs> Taylor, somebody at the event um, knew Chris from his YouTube videos and introduced himself to Chris. And was all, oh, I love your stuff. Da, 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 da. And I was standing over there. And then you could tell he like, felt weird that I was standing there. He goes, and I like your friend, too. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm super cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I like your little friend, Tim, over there. That's his name, right? No. <laughs> It was amazing. He was older, though. I was. It, <laughs> I hate old people now. <laughs> old people. It doesn't matter. That's okay. You should have seen the um, the, the stereotype mo- that Rachel was getting. It was so. Oh, it was so sad. Like, um, we got to the expo, and I was gonna go turn in my coffee, so I got. I had to go into like the competition part, 
Um, and Rachel was with me and the lady standing at the door was like, oh, I need to scan your badge because I can't let you in if you're not a competitor. And so Rachel was like, oh, okay, I'll just stand out here. And I like walked in and that lady turns to Rachel and she goes, you're just not there yet. Holy crap. I was like, that's kind of savage. Actually, yeah, like, That's super gnarly. She's all next year, Rach. You could be the best of the best, like your friend Taylor in there. You're you're just not ready for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just wait outside. Catch me outside. Oh my gosh, dude. That's fucking harsh. You should have clocked her. People are gnarly, man. What is up with that? They're just all so happy. They're they're so happy. Was that your first expo? Yeah, it was. Did you have the best time? It was um the so what I I don't know why I had this like expectation going in that it was going to be really competitive like I was really nervous because I was competing against these roasters that I've looked up to for a very long time and like I was really nervous that they were all going to be like who do you think you are like coming in here and so I was really nervous but it actually was like the greatest experience um I didn't get to spend a lot of time on the expo floor, unfortunately, like on the big part, um, because it was really overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the good thing is that all of my competitors were extremely encouraging and everyone was just really excited um, and and all, had really nice things to say and just like really helped making me a little more comfortable it was it was really cool to see that so. yeah i think we're a friendly bunch generally yes. especially i don't know how the roasters you know i'm not super familiar with the competition or i've never competed in it i guess and are you guys backstage just hanging out in a little lounge did you know did you talk about roasting with the other roasters who were competing yeah, well, so that's kind of what I, I went in thinking, like, I wasn't going to be able to, like, befriend these people that I've looked up to because we were competing against each other. Um, but the way that it's set up, the roasting competition, there's three people going at one time. Um, and you just, like, you kind of just, like, stand off to the side while one person is going and he's, like, surrounded by the judges. And then um, after his five minutes is up, you present your five minute presentation around with, with the judges standing around you. And then afterwards, all three of you stand there together and serve the audience your coffee. Um, and so it was really cool because they were like coming over to me and like trying my coffee and giving me samples of their coffee. And then like we were chatting about it and that like being able to talk roasting with other roasters that like actually know what they're talking about is like the greatest because here all I have is Roman and like, right. I love talking coffee with Roman, but I also am like extremely intimidated because he's so smart and I'm always afraid that I'm going to say something wrong. Like that isn't right, you know, and then be so embarrassed. So what do you think was your main, like your biggest takeaway from going to this expo? And or competing, you know, what was your, what was your big thing? You like walk back and like, whoa, I'd never expected that. Um, well, I think, oh, that's really hard. I, I think the, the biggest thing I took away from competing, uh, is that 
the information that I'm studying and like the, the way I'm choosing to learn about roasting coffee is, is the right way, which is really good because I have invested quite a lot of time in it. So it's like really good to see that I'm on like a good path, you know? Yeah. But then also it was just, uh, like getting out there and like meeting like you guys and meeting like, uh, Matt Perger and Alex Littlejohn, like all these people that I've always heard about and seen through a computer screen or like a TV screen and stuff like that, but actually meeting them and then them all being just so fucking cool. Like the coolest. I was like, this has to be the most perfect industry for me ever. So That's really cool to hear. You yeah. should just be one of the people like those people that you talked about because we're all just human beings. And I think you got a lot to say. Oh, well, maybe one day. <laughs> well, you're starting right now. So heads up. <laughs> yeah, it's the craziest thing ever because I uh, have been getting so many Instagram followers. I feel yeah. so. So oh begins God. the T. Gersh. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, on a real level, though, I mean, there's, you know, you have a really cool opportunity as a woman roaster to crush it and really support a lot of people. And I do love that, you know, you did make the top six and you did a really awesome job. So, I mean, kudos to that. And you have really good, positive things to say. And I, I just have to say, I love that you're not like angry. You're just out here wanting to do a good job. And you're wanting to support people. I love people. that you're not angry. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of people who come across more angry than helpful out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And you are not one of them. And so I just want to uh, say thank you for that. Thank you. That's really nice. Expose, expose the shit, dude. Especially for a roaster. Because imagine how lonely roasters are. You know what I mean? I was they... alone for 12 hours. <laughs> Roasting coffee yeah, just two was... days ago. Roasting coffee just two days ago. <laughs> You know what I mean, though? Because yeah. for the most part, if you roast for a company, you're one of just one or you're one of few. And if you're a barista at a company, there's a bunch of other people around you all day. You work with other people. You can talk to other people about coffee. But if you roast for a small company, you might not have anybody to talk to ever. Like nobody understands what you do. Maybe you are the person who trained you or maybe you trained yourself and it's just you. And you're like, yeah, roast coffee. Yeah, nobody really gets me. Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to about like profiles or curves or theory or whatever. And you can get so far over. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge out there on the web, but it's so refreshing to have face-to-face conversations with people. Yeah, I, it, it really is. That is so, And that's like, um, the thing is that people will be like, can you teach me how to roast? And then I'm like, yeah, definitely come into the roastery. Like I'm chilling alone all day. Just come in and I'll teach you everything I know. And then they sit there and I just like puke out information and they're just like, yeah, I'm ready to leave. (laughs) Like, (laughs) damn, did it again. So it was really nice to be able to just like have a conversation about it and like, just like meet so many cool roasters that uh, from cafes that I've had their coffee so many times, but I, but I've never even dreamed of meeting them in person. And then they were just like hanging out, chilling, and they were talking roasting with me. And I'm like, this is the life. <laughs> this is so cool. Chillaxa. Yeah. I made it. I finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out with Tony over here. 
Oh, yeah. Seriously, Tony, the coolest guy. Isn't he so cool? He is so fucking cool. Oh. Yeah, he really is. I like him a lot. I feel like he's someone that I never uh, talk to enough. I, I see him for really brief periods of time at Expo, but we're always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I, I just want to sit down. Someone needs to do this. Maybe you can do this because you got, you know, good ideas and stuff. But I want there to be like a some sort of round table, some sort of hangout spot, like a conversation room. Like if someone had a booth. Like had a like, Yeah, yeah. And there's like these little, maybe some little rooms where you could have a one-on-one conversation or a, and, and a bigger room where you could have like a panel and it's like quiet. It's not a party. It's not a fucking dance shredder, which is also fun, but just really talk, you know? Yeah, that. No. Which Tony, Serrano or Tonks? No, neither. Which Tony are we talking about? Uh, Roaster Tony from uh, Spy was. Oh, Spy, Spy House. Spy. Oh yeah, also cool Tony. What is his last name? I don't know what his last name is. It starts with a Q. It, hold on. It's Qu- Quetzalcoatl. Where are you? Oh, Where? Chris, Def Chap's a cat and cloud. Shout out to Def Chap. Is he really? That's what my wife said. Good talk. <laughs> Gee, chappers, dude. We could have a round table right now. He's roasting coffee. Tony's beard is also always at the perfect length. Oh, perfect beard. Attention. Perfect beard. Yeah. Just for his mood. You could tell. No. It's very good for Seattle based on his beard length. No, no disrespect <laughs> to Jonathan Withers, who also has an incredibly perfect beard. I mean, that's on the video. You just didn't, you just didn't get Tony on video. We could not get Two Tony different perfects. What is one thing that you would pass along to someone who's thinking about doing some sort of competition, whether it's, you know, cup tasters or the roasting thing or the barista thing, but it's kind of on the edge or maybe someone who's thinking about going to expo, but not sure if there's anything in it for them. What would you say to that person? Well, I think um, that if, if you're thinking about competing and like it definitely it takes a lot of time to prepare yourself uh so as long as you're like willing to put in a lot of work and a lot of time um then i think that as long as you're confident like i personally feel like you will do really good like if you put in a lot of time and a lot of hard work and you're confident even if you don't place like you're still gonna kill it and that's important for sure um but if you're thinking about going to Expo and, and you're teetering on whether or not you should, I think you should. Because it is like, it's like, I've heard you guys say before that it's like pretty life-changing. Like you, you go to your first Expo and it's life-changing. And that's like certainly true because you kind of, at least in Amarillo, where there's not a lot of specialty coffee around us and... Um, uh, I, I imagine there are some places that aren't, I don't know, like, I've never been to California, but I see, it seems like there's quite a few, like, you know, specialty coffee shops around. Um, but for, for me, it's like, I think going to Expo really opened my eyes to seeing that coffee is like, it's, it's an industry that is built on just the coolest things. And it's the, the greatest people because, I mean, it is it's like an, an industry full of service people who are just trying to make other people happy. Like, that's what coffee is doing. And so it's like, 
you really have all these great human beings together in one place and all they do is encourage each other to be better and like give each other great ideas and there's all these crazy products that you get to see for the first time and uh meet your heroes i mean it's just it's expo was crazy and it really is life-changing like it makes you feel like i mean at least for me it made me feel very solid in like my choice in becoming a copy professional that is yeah i'm glad sorry i'm glad that we brought no that's perfect we brought Grace. Did you meet Grace and Alex? I think you did maybe really briefly. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was brief, but I definitely think I met them. Because we were all outside. So they have worked for us since we opened, but have never been to an expo like that and also have never worked in specialty coffee before. So you're right. There is a lot of coffee in California, but where we're at in Santa Cruz, it's kind of removed from the San Francisco or LA scene a little bit. So you've got us and you've got someone like Verve and that's it for, yeah, for them to see just the diversity of the diversity of coffee and the diversity of people that are passionate about coffee, I think definitely blew their minds. Yeah. And that's I'm so glad we took them. That's a definitely a good way to say it. Cause that's also one thing that I, I was really shocked to see all of the different, jobs there are in coffee like you don't have to be like a roaster or barista or like an importer there are endless amounts of jobs in coffee that are so cool and i was that was it blew my mind like it was so cool (laughs) so have you been to origin yet last question because i i'm wondering this the whole time and i haven't asked you have you gone to see any coffee farms yet no unfortunately i have not well, it's uh, not an easy thing, so that's totally fair. Right. I didn't go for like eight years. Yeah, it's it's difficult because right now um, at the roastery, I am roasting and packaging, and then when I leave, Roman is roasting and packaging and like fulfilling orders and stuff. Um, and so it's really hard for us to both leave at the same time. Yeah, and it's fair. So, yeah. So maybe one day uh, if I like ever bring on an assistant um, – and get her trained up for him, he or she. Herm. Yeah, Herm. Exactly. Sick. Yeah, something for the future for sure. I think uh, growing coffee is something else that has piqued my interest and I've been studying it, but it's super cool. You'll get there guaranteed and you'll be able to source your own coffee one day and that'll be really bad to the bone. You'll be like, I picked that and then I roasted that and then I served that. High five. A to Z. A to Z. Man, do you have anything else that you want to shout out before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, like special thanks or how people can get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? My yes. cat just knocked over everything in our house. <laughs> oh my God. Freaked out. I don't know if anyone can hear that, but yeah. Thanks, Max. You're an idiot. Anyway, back to Taylor. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I definitely have to say thank you to Roman and Amy. Cause they're like the best ever, of course. Um, I got to give a shout out to my best friend in Dallas. Her name is Udi and she's killing it at Houndstooth Coffee and they're just doing great things and she's very inspiring to me. I love her very much. Uh, and then uh, I guess 
Today is my boyfriend, Casey. He's our manager and trainer. It's his birthday. So happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Happy birthday, Case. I'll make sure to get it up today so you can hear it on your birthday. Oh, that'd be tight. Casey would be psyched. I don't know him, but that's tight. <laughs> but, um, I think, oh, you know who I have to shout out? Danny Goot. Okay. To this, but he is so fucking cool. Like, um, if you guys haven't heard of the coffee, like the Matchbook Coffee Project, yeah, yeah, I have. Because that is, he is doing really cool things in specialty coffee for roasters and for everyone else. And uh, man, he really made my time in Seattle like a million times better because he was just super encouraging and very cool. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to him because he's awesome. Tight. Well, you killed thank it. Thank you so much for being on. This is great. Thank you for having me. I can't believe this. Yeah, no, we're we're the privileged ones. You're the third place roaster champion. How do you say it? Third place roast. I think it's like this, Taylor. We're just Taylor the coffee Gresham. pot. You're the beans. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This was Taylor Gresham from Evocation Coffee and the third best roaster in the States. You know, check the competition stats. And we will see you later.